The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. Yes, I am unshowered today. <laughs> tell you about that in a second. Uh... And uh, yeah, if you want to check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. I'm going to kind of skip a bunch of stuff here, uh, but I am going to hit it real quick. If you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, right side of the page, Bradley show from yesterday's on the left side of the page, uh, right side of the page, click on the play button, blow it up on whatever you got, look for the rumble icon, bottom right hand corner, click on that. You can join us in the chat on rumble. Also subscribe to that channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on rumble. Also, before it's news.com, we're streaming live right there. Now, I, I'm trying to get that out of the way because I'm wanting to get in as many of these things because, you know, uh, my let me just say a big thank you to my friend Bill Evans, the truck driver theologian. Uh, Bill made it possible for me to go this weekend to the Red Pill Expo. I couldn't I couldn't have done it. I just I, I don't have those kind of resources to do that. So thank you, Bill, for that. Uh, also to Bob Sisson, we, we played the, the video yesterday that was supposed to be played on Saturday. And I apologize to the radio crowd. I got in at two in the morning. I had to get up at five (laughs) and uh, there was very little sleep, uh, getting in late on Friday night. And then I got a little bit on, on uh, Saturday night, but, um, yeah, it was just been, it was a whirlwind weekend. It was a lot of fun, met a lot of different people, speakers, some of you out there. Um, my friend, Sherry Miller, who listens in, uh, was out there. I got to meet her, uh, Alan and his wife, Cheryl, who made these great little treats for RNC, the RNC store. We're going to be bringing that guy on. Um, I've got, I've got tons of people we're going to be bringing on starting this week, um, and uh, that I met some of them uh, are involved in health things. And the reason I want to bring them on, you know, some people think of what the kingdom of God is, is just, you know, name your thing, salvation. And that is, that is the entrance into it. I'm not denying that. And it's very important. If you don't have that, you can't have the other stuff, but it's much more than that. What has what Peter said? God has given us all things pertaining to life and to godliness. He's given us that. And in the body, there are many parts. And not all the parts do the same thing, do they? Your liver doesn't do what your pancreas does. And your pancreas doesn't do what your heart does. And your heart doesn't do what 
your colon does or whatever, whatever the thing is, right? Uh, all of them work together. And so there are a lot of, there's, there's just a lot of incredible people uh, out there that I met. Some of them, I, I had no idea who they were, but uh, Alan and his wife, Cheryl, I think that's her name. Um, she baked all these little goodies that they gave with B-17 in them. You remember when we had um, G. Edward Griffin on, we talked about his book, A World Without Cancer. And B-17 was the big deal. A big, a big part of that was apricot seeds. And I went out of focus here. But <clears throat> this RNC, Richardson Nutritional Center, uh, they got, they, this is like a big bag of these seeds. And she makes these little treats, all natural, no sugar. They taste like peanut butter. That's what they taste like. And uh, they're, they're fantastic. Each one of those little, they're a little square like this, and they're cut into four little squares. Each one of them have like 12 of these apricot seeds. So they're full of B17. So we're going to bring uh, John on to talk about that. Uh, they did an interview. I'm, Bob got to do it with, with G. Edward Griffin. I didn't get to do one with him, uh, but he, he did that. And, uh, and John Richardson and the, the correlation between uh, John's company here to, to put that out to the people. Uh, so they have a resource for that. And uh, in his book, A World Without Cancer. So um, he's going to be coming on. We're going to try to play. We're going to try to interview him before Friday and play it Friday. That's what we're going to try to do. But what I thought I'd do, at least for today, and I may do it tomorrow, too. Just some of these, if you haven't seen them, I know some of you guys tuned into the live thing. Also, uh, Bob, I'm going to bring Bob on. Bob is developing an app. And uh, maybe many of you saw this years ago with D. James Kennedy down at Coral Ridge, but he taught, he, he had a series called the gospel in the stars and what man has, uh, this is a, a book by Ken Fleming and Bob was passing these out, God's voice in the stars. And what happens is, is some people have taken the constellations and they've turned them into the quote unquote Zodiac. And so they're trying to read your horoscope. Think about that a sec, your horror. That's the way I want to call it. Your horror scope. Um, you're looking to charlatans to tell you what only God can tell you. Well, Bob is developing an app because he believes this is the original gospel in the stars. And I, I can't really deny that. Uh, I, I believe this is the very thing that of what God was pointing to when he told Abraham to look up and he was talking about, uh, the things in the stars and what the psalmist talks about when he says the heavens declare the glory of God. Right, and the firmament showeth this handiwork. So we're going to bring Bob on to do that. Just several people, and it, it, I, I got to tell you, there's from things like that to the health stuff to a guy I'm going to play this morning. You're really going to like him on income tax. Uh, to and he's an Iranian, by the way. I'll, I'll introduce him in a second. To uh, guys teaching financial prepping, uh, welding, you know, to help young men uh, earn you know, learn a trade without going to college and stuff and, and being able to do those things. I mean, just some amazing people that were there. And uh, so I, I'm very thankful for that. And then Bob, of course, um, allowed me to stay with him and his wife and uh, and Alan Keys and his wife. And uh, boy, you get those two ladies together. They're they're such fun. They, <laughs> they are, they're, they're just hilarious. Anyway, what I wanted to do was I wanted to play some of these. I know some of you guys caught the live stream. Now, I'm going to tell you when you see a microphone in here, we had two cameras going. My computer, I, I, I didn't have 
I left the house. I unplugged all these little things here. And I saw the power cord and I said, don't forget the power cord. Don't forget the power cord. Do you know what I forgot? I forgot the power cord. And uh, so it was good for, I don't know, an hour the next morning. I got in late at night. I was going to set everything up. And I was like, you forgot the power cord. So I said, well, I'm going to save it, see if we can stream. Then I couldn't even get sound to come out. It was just weird. I, I don't know what happened. Anyway, you'll see a microphone. Those of you on the video platforms, you'll see a microphone in this. That was my microphone. I hooked it in because it had a little stand to Bob's camera, and he was videoing much behind my phone. Now, my phone's showing levels, and on all of these, most speakers are or you can hear, you can hear the crowd behind them because we, we tried to do most of them when it was, you know, a session was going on. But like Dr. Lee Merritt, I mean, you can barely hear her. And I apologize for that. I, I didn't know it was that bad. I was looking at levels that looked fine. But um, I, I'm probably not going to play that because you, you just can't hear her. And um, so anyway, I've got a couple of these I want to play. Some people we've had on the show uh, that I was able to meet for the first time in the flesh. And um, the first one I want to play for you is Scott Shara. I got to meet him and his wife. Uh, what just every time you saw Scott, he was just smiling. And uh, he spoke a, a little bit there as well, gave an update about what's going on with Grace. And so I'm going to start off with Scott Shara. And uh, this is an update from him um, with regard to what's going on in the lawsuits and things with Grace. So check this out. Okay, I'm here with Scott Shero. We're at the Red Pill Expo here in Des Moines, Iowa. And Scott, it's great to finally meet you. We had you on the show a lot. And, uh, really good to meet you too. And got to meet your wife too. And uh, we had a little conversation over here. So tell us what's going on. The last time we had you on the show was what, about a month or a month and a half ago? And you were telling us you uh, were getting ready for a hearing or such. And now you've had that hearing. You want to tell give people a little update of what's going on concerning your daughter? It was by far and away the best day that we've had since Grace died. So the hearing was on July 14th, and the preparation for that hearing was exhausting because we had to have the legal team go through all the medical records. We did the extraordinary thing of not only having the team go through the records, but we disclosed one of our experts. And then on top of that, we not only sued Ascension Hospital, but five doctors and two nurses because we want to make sure that all the doctors and nurses in this country know you can't do this and get away with it. You can't use following protocols as an excuse. Ultimately, so we filed the lawsuit on April 11th. On July 14th, the judge scheduled the first hearing, and the hearing was on a motion to dismiss by the defense. And they had two lines of thought for the motion to, to dismiss. One is that Grace was dead, and so there's no claim, and you can't make this stuff up. And then the second one is, you know, we didn't think that that would survive, but the second one is more significant because the state statute wants all claims to be under medical malpractice. And if they're under medical malpractice, there's limitations to liability. So it's like a wall around these docs. And in Wisconsin, but it's in all states, but in Wisconsin, I know the statistics, there's roughly 10,000 medical malpractice cases in a year. And only three are one. Let so, me ask you, let me ask you something about that. What's the difference between medical malpractice? That sounds like something happened by accident and something that that's clearly purposeful, like in the case with Grace, where they're 
prescribing these things or putting a do not resuscitate on without without your permission or her permission or anything else. That sounds very personal. Can you tell us the difference between your differentiating that word is perfect because that's what I've uncovered through my research. So we heard this morning that medical malpractice, which is the wrong word, it's medical murder, is the third leading cause of death in the United States behind heart disease number one, cancer number two, which are also caused by the medical industrial complex. And so when I drilled this down now with, with Grace's case and I see what's actually going on, these what they're calling medical malpractice, so that way it becomes an acceptable term. It's the phraseology they're using, so that becomes acceptable. If they called it what it really is, medical murder, people would be, they would stop it, right? How do you stop it? You don't go into the hospital, or you're prepared when you go in. But in fact, it is medical mal, it is medical murder. Malpractice has an incidence of negligence with it, which right. means, oh, oh, shoot, it was a mistake. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there, there, there are, I'm sure, situations where it is a mistake. I'm not saying there isn't, but the lion's share of these things because they're following protocols. So if you got you got to understand what that means. The CMS is the one establishing the protocols for the entire medical system in the United States. And the CMS is in place to kill us. So when they're designing protocols to kill us, you can't say that it's not murder when they're following the protocols to do so. So just look at COVID. If they're following remdesivir and ventilator protocols, you could say, well, maybe for the first two, three weeks of COVID, the people who died, yeah, they were they didn't know, right? But not 39 months into it, and you're still doing the same thing. Are you kidding me? Well, here, here's a question. You had you were telling me some things that happened during this hearing. You want to relate? Can you relate that to the audience here? How the judge responded to you guys, and what the reaction was when he said, "Okay, this thing's going forward." Can you tell people about the reaction of the nurses over there? Yeah, it was pretty neat because you know, so we had about a hundred supporters in the courtroom, but then they allowed for people to participate online. So the attorneys were all online. And then people could call in or participate online. But you know, when they participate, they're just supposed to listen. Sure. But when uh, the judge said we are scheduling the jury trial, which that was the, the big output of the hearing, is that he scheduled a three-week jury trial starting November 4th of 20, 2024. One of the people online blurted out, we're in jeopardy which was pretty neat to for us to hear that because it was like okay we finally they see that they should have the fear of god in there. they should maybe that'll help do that now how did the judge respond as well well you know, he, he's very positive for you guys right? well it's hard to like yeah i mean it seems you can't really know you know but i mean the fact that he scheduled the jury trial the fact that he um, directed us to file an amended complaint to make sure that we have things buttoned up, I really saw that as a positive. I, I mean, I don't know where the judge stands. I don't know, I know who he is. I don't know anything about him. But uh, you know, just to, to have that, it seemed like he was a pursuer of truth, which that's what I like. Yeah, that's all you need. The logic of it is justice should not take a long time. So the normal protocol that they go through is they wait for a scheduling conference. And, you know, we were expecting the jury trial to be as long as three years away. And here we have a jury trial in 18 months. So that was fantastic. So we, and and that's what it should be. I mean, it should even be 18 months. We already have enough evidence. We could have a jury trial tomorrow. Yeah. Well, what they want to do is they want to give the defense enough time so they can cover all their bases, 
do their three-card Monty thing that they got to do. I mean, that's really what they are. That's When you look at a lot of defense cases, it's not so much of proving the innocence, it's questioning what you're, the evidence that you're presenting. That's, that's kind of how they do things, usually. Um, so I'm glad to hear things are going well. Uh, what else do you guys got going on? In the, in the meantime, well, the the main thing that we've got going on is the legal team's perspective is get in the media because then we can we're trying to save lives. Yeah. Okay. So to save lives, you can't wait for a court case. Right. Right. Because you're going to win it in the public. Court. Right. We want they want us to win in the right in the court of public opinion, right. which means you got it. So I don't care what people think of me, but I care that their life, lives are being saved. We're standing on Genesis fifty twenty. Well, you meant for harm. I meant for good, the saving of many lives. So we see it as a physical saving, meaning that if I warn people what's going on in the hospitals, they can be prepared. But then more importantly is a spiritual saving because what what I have, this is, is hard for me to talk about because it seems so rare, but what I've seen being proposed as solutions really are not solutions because no one, I mean, you get this, but people are not acknowledging how we got here. We got here by rejecting God, which means the only solution out of this is repentance. And that's not talked about. All these solutions are really trusting in another man-made solution for a problem that was made by man. Well, that's one of the things when you say it brought the fear of God in them, or you're hoping it brings the fear of God in them. The fear of God is beginning with wisdom, Bible says. And part of that comes through they're they're, they're shutting their mouth so that they are, are closed mouth before God so they can even hear the gospel. And when the, you think about the physical aspect of what we were talking about before, you know, I said, there ain't enough gallows to take care of these people because they're all worthy of death. All of us are. We've sinned against the Holy God. But now for them, it's this idea that my life might be over. It, it's possible I could lose my life over this. Um, and so it makes them stop and think. Either they're going to continue to justify themselves or they're going to be quiet. And then that that's one of the things I really love about you is you're seeing the balance between that. You're seeing we got to have justice because the Bible says you put away the evil from you by bringing justice there. But also... You know, I remember the first time we talked and you said, I just want people to stop killing people here. Well, we can stop them for a little time, but if it's in their heart to do it, they got to have a new heart. They got to have that old heart taken out. They got to have a new heart put in. And we can't do that. Only Christ can do that. And that's why the gospel and getting the gospel right. So it's not Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you and has a plan for your life or any of this kind of nonsense. It's repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You've offended the holy God. You've broken his law and now you need to repent. Absolutely. And, you know, if the doctors and nurses who give this to grace and the doctors and nurses who give this to the 1.2 million Americans who were murdered in hospitals in the last 39 months under the guise of COVID, if they repent, we want And then that is, that would be the, the most awesome thing. And that is separate from what the justice that, because there's a consequence for their choice. That's separate than the repentance. Exactly I don't want my worst enemy to spend eternity in hell. So that would be well, this is what they would do in the old days when they sentenced somebody to a hanging or however they were going to put them to death. They would always give a space of, of maybe 
hours or days in which they sent somebody in to communicate the gospel because although they were going to bring justice to them, they didn't want them to face the justice of God uh, when there's an advocate for them, Jesus Christ, uh, the righteous. And so I think it's, I think that's perfect. I think it's perfect. It's great to see you and, and meet your wife and everything and uh, look forward to the rest of the time here. That sounds good. Really good to see you, Jeff. Yeah, you too. Okay. All right. There's Scott. And that's a little bit of an update. I, I thought that was very cool that uh, when the judge said what he did and all these people are in the Zoom link uh, or that they're watching the, the thing before the judge, they're like, yeah, we're all in trouble now. Yeah. Well, listen, if you listen to Kate, what has she said? She said, all you nurses, you think you're getting away with it. But you're the you're going to be the fall guy. You're going to be the person they pin it on because you should have known better and said no to it. That's what that's what should have happened. And uh, so again, for people on the radio, this is from the Red Pill Expo uh, over the weekend. And uh, G. Edward Griffin puts this on. I don't know if he puts it on a couple of times a year, or if it's just annually. Um, but it was a, it was a pretty big event and um, and well done. Now this is another uh, gentleman. Uh, many of you. Read his stuff on the Epic Times, the the New American, and uh, what was the other thing? It's something Sentinel. Uh, but uh, this is Alex Newman. Had him on the show several times, and uh, of course we talked on the phone some as well. And I got to meet him there. He was speaking. Uh, I missed his presentation, which I wanted to see because there was some stuff in here he talked about that was uh, pretty important. And I hope you guys are able to pick up on this. These are the guys where I think we had a lower crowd. So you can hear, even when it's in session, there's people walking around in the um, the booth part of the event. And uh, this is Alex Newman. And we got a little bit into what he, you know, obviously the United Nations, that's one of his big things, education, and uh, what he was going to present here. So this is this is my interview. It's about 10 minutes with Alex Newman. Check this out. Okay, all right, we're here with Alex Newman here at the Red Pill Expo, and Alex, it's great to finally meet you. We have been on the radio a couple of times, talked on the phone and stuff, but it's great to meet you. And, great to uh, meet you in person, man. It's yeah. been a long time coming. Yeah, it has. So listen, what's going on with you? And You usually cover a lot of stuff in education, United Nations, stuff like that, and you're probably the same opinion that I am, that anybody who thinks the United Nations should exist at any level should not be in office. <laughs> Well, but what's, what's, what's on the dial? What are you going to be speaking about today here? Well, uh, I agree with you 100%. The, the United, I call it the United Abominations. It needs to be completely dismantled. The ringleaders prosecuted. They've been raping children around the world by the by the tens of thousands, maybe the hundreds of thousands. It, it's an atrocity. It's a walking and talking atrocity. Uh, it needs to be disbanded. And one of the things that... Um, I think it's the most vile that the UN is doing. I'll be speaking about today. That is trying to weaponize religion, uh, including subvert and hijack Christianity for evil purposes. And so I actually have the, the proof with me. I'll be showing the videos. Hopefully, they'll work uh, of, of top UN people saying we're going to harness religion. We're going to uh, use religion as a conduit to get people involved in our climate change stuff. Like, you know, this is first of all totally unbiblical. I mean, the UN itself is unbiblical. Mm -hmm. God's the one who yep. created nations, and these globalists want to create this diabolical world system. So um, they need to be dismantled, and that's what I'll be sharing today. Is just how they're trying to weaponize religion against true religion. Let me, you know, one of their things that where they talk about uh, they've got the. The, the symbols out in front of the, the building, all these uh, sculptures and things, 
And one of the things they do is they reference that about taking their their spears and turn them into plowshares, and they pull it right out of the Bible. What 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 have you discovered? And, and I'm I'm just curious of this because I'm I'm in the midst of a book a friend recommended me. I was reading it on the flight over here called Rulers of Evil. I don't know if you've read it. It's it will draw you in. It's, it's full of history. What's the Vatican's role in, in some of this stuff? Well, if you watch my talk <laughs> later today, you'll see uh, the Vatican is a huge player here, this uh, Pope Bergoglio. Um, and, you know, I, I come from a Catholic family. I mean, a lot of faithful Catholics in my family, and they consider themselves Catholic, but they are unbelievably alarmed by what this Bergoglio is doing. Uh, I, I'm not a Catholic, obviously. I'm an evangelical. But... Um, it's uh, it's it's absolutely crazy to see this. I mean, the guy is openly saying, that, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll quote some Catholics here. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to interview at a recent event in Virginia Beach. Um, he calls himself uh, Father James Altman. He's a you know he's a faithful priest up in Wisconsin. He, he kind of went viral on the internet during COVID because he refused to follow the, the decrees of his bishop and shut down the church. Um, and one of the things he said was that the Pope is teaching doctrines of demons. Um, he, he's teaching doctrines that come from the pit of hell. So when you have and he hasn't been defrocked yet. I imagine that will come at some point. But another thing he said is, you know, they're, they're running around defrocking faithful priests like Father Frank Pavone, the founder of uh, Priests for Life. And yet the ones that are raping children, they're just moving them to another parish. Uh, something is really, really wrong with this organization. And so uh, the Vatican has now started what they call the, the Vatican Council on Inclusive Capitalism. They actually partnered with the Rothschilds. And, and that's how it is. It's the Vatican with the Rothschilds. And they say that publicly uh, to transform capitalism. You've got the Pope running around the world. Uh, meeting with these one world religion groups. I just had a meeting not too long ago in Astana in Kazakhstan. Um, and actually, I was at the UN climate conference. This was uh, maybe six months ago now in Egypt. And they had this huge delegation of so called religious leaders of the world. They walked up to the top of what they claim is Mount Sinai and they whip out this, these two tablets and they call them the New Ten Commandments of Climate Change. They do this absolutely freakish uh, climate repentance ceremony. Uh, oh, it is. And then this grifter smashes the. The, the iron is off the charts. He smashes the tablets as if he were Moses, and he freaks out. We're not happy with the, the world leaders aren't doing enough. And the irony, right? That, you know, the, Moses smashed the tablets because these weirdos are worshiping a golden cow. There, there was syncretism. They were trying to mix God's revealed truths with idol worship, yep. paganism. It's exactly what these clowns on Mount Sinai were doing. And I had the opportunity to interview the organizers. I'll share some of the videos today. Uh, the people who organized this in partnership with the United Nations. And the things they told me, Tim, would blow your mind. I'll, I'll, you'll see them today. But one of the guys, uh, James Sternlich, uh, CEO of the Peace Department, is an affiliate of the UN somehow. Uh, he says, yeah, we, uh, we're ushering in a, a third covenant, and we're going to use the third covenant, seriously, to build the kingdom of heaven here on Earth. <laughs> like, wow, man. Okay, you haven't been reading your Bible, obviously, or if you have, it's even worse. But that, that's what's going through these people's minds. Yeah, I'm all I'm all about building the kingdom of God, but building it the way God said to build it. And I do believe that we've had times in history, and even in our own country, at least hundreds of years ago, where men were explicit about the government that they lived under and about how they treated one another. All of it was founded upon the principles and the explicit command statutes and judgments that God gave. In the New Testament. Yeah, in the New Covenant. But, but I mean, even you drew all of that out from what he showed you in the Old Covenant, yep. right? I mean, the reality of that. And so, both were delivered by God. That's, that's right. the critical thing. That, right? That's right. But, and he, and he, doesn't, he doesn't renege on what he said there. And I think, uh, you know, we were just talking with Scott Shera, and, uh, you know, that was the thing. He was saying, you know, we forgot God. Well, when men forget God, that's, this is where people like yourself, 
people like what Bradley and I do and others is we remind them what God has said. Because men want to suppress the truth, so they want to put it out of their mind. It's our job to crank the, I, I use this thing, to crank the box, like a jack-in-the-box, is to crank it to make the truth pop out, to keep confronting with that. Because if not, they go on their own way. They determine their own right and wrong. And that's exactly what you're seeing. You're seeing these people thinking that they're God. They can make the law. They can make the covenants. They don't need God for any of that. I mean, that's a that's a scary place to put yourself. It is. You imagine God gave us the Ten Commandments. God gave us the Old Covenant. God gave us the New Covenant. But now the UN and their hangers-on are going to come along and give us new commandments. They're going to give us a new Third Covenant. Um, and, and as you pointed out, a lot of these people are actually saying we're upgrading our... I've got videos I'll share today if we have time. They're, they're upgrading themselves into gods. They're, they, actually, one guy, you all know, Harari, yeah. probably seen the clip, thinks he's going to be better than the God of the Bible because he's going to be able to create inorganic life. I mean, the, the reprobate mind here is oh, just yeah. it's shining through. Off right the right Off is there a, would you say in all of the things, I mean, you bring out all this stuff and you show it to people, what do you have for solution? Because... This is one of the things, you know, we do at Sons of Liberty. We'll bring out the problem, we'll explain the problem, we'll show people what it is, but then we'll go to Scripture and we'll say, okay, here's the solution, but then people want, well, what's the practical application of that? Is there is there anybody touting solutions other than just saying we need to defund them and kick them off our soil? Because even if we do that, I mean, I know we give a lot of money to them, but even if we do that, there's other countries that's going to fund them, countries that are anti-American, anti-liberty, all this kind of stuff. What's, what's the solution that, that the everyday Joe can, can be involved in? Well, I'd say it starts with reading your Bible, right? Uh, you won't be deceived by these lunatics if you're reading your Bible. Uh, so one of the things I do is that, you know, here God defined true religion as caring for widows and orphans and keeping yourself unspotted from the world. So what the UN is marketing as religion is not actually religion. It's false religion. So we need to contrast that clearly with what God says. Uh, and so I think that's solution A is, you know, Find out what the truth is so you can contrast it with the lie and you won't be deceived. Um, and you know, it, one of the things that I like to do with my talks is kind of provide a diagnosis or just be helpful in providing information. Uh, step one in curing a disease is diagnosing the disease. And so that's one of the things that I try to do. Obviously, defunding and kicking out the United Nations is a good idea. You know, a, a lot of people say, well, then China's just going to take it over. I, I feel like that's almost a cop out. The, without the United States, the UN as an institution really collapses. It becomes essentially irrelevant for now. I mean, if they manage to take down the United States, as they're working on doing right now, we're watching the controlled demolition of our country, that situation may change. But since the UN was created up until today, if the United States were to leave, the whole thing would collapse. It would be a joke. And people would stop funding it. People would stop going. There'd be no purpose. So I think that would be helpful. Um, I, I do think that people need to read their Bible for the solutions, and we need to be trusting in God for the solutions. Uh, we need to not be fearful of these clowns. Uh, we need to not be ignorant. And, um, you know, we need to recognize that we're in a, a spiritual battle here. And, and I do believe it begins in the home. Yeah, that's why I emphasize so heavily education. If you're losing your own children, don't tell me about the Great Commission and, and how you're worried about the gospel. Right? If you're going to make disciples in other countries and lose your own children, uh, I can't take you seriously. I'm sorry. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely great. Um, one of the things, too, is, and I was thinking about this when you're, when you're saying that, and I just had a month, one of these senior moments. I guess I'm getting there or something. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, 
some people they'll say, well, communism is, a, is our biggest enemy, or the United Nations is our biggest enemy, or Islam's our biggest enemy. But they fail to realize that God's our biggest enemy if we're going to turn on Him, That's if we're right. going to forget Him. And so I think you're exactly right. This is something that Bob has has uh, really hard going too. Reading your Bible, knowing what the Bible says, seeking to follow and obey the Lord. And uh, that's only going to come as God gives you a hunger and thirst for righteousness anyway. And, uh, and that's going to be found ultimately in His Son, the Lord Jesus. But uh, I appreciate your time, Al. And I, I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing your talk today. I hope I get to speak in there. I'm going to try to get some uh, interviews in here. But it's great Thank to you, meet bro. you. You too. And, appreciate uh, God bless you, bro. Thank you. Thanks for all you're doing. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's Alex. And I want to move real quickly because I want to get two more in. And then uh, tomorrow... Uh, Lord willing, we're going to we're going to bring Mark Grennan on live from federal prison here in the United States. We had him on when when the United States, in my mind, jumped their jurisdiction, used our money to go arrest him and his sons for preaching the gospel and using chlorine dioxide. And uh, so I've got an interview scheduled later today. We're going to try to bring him on and I'll play that interview for you tomorrow. And we may pick up a couple of these. I don't know as as we move along. But there's there's two more videos that I want to show you. Um, one is this guy right here. Now, this guy, <clears throat> let me get his name correct. Paimon Metahede. I had to say it about 10 times before, and Bob's looking at me at the camera. And he says, he's going to mess it up, and I got it right. I got it right. So this guy, you're going to love this guy. He talks about the income tax. Listen to what Paymon has to say and uh, make note of his website if you want to go there. Five of the things he'll help you with for free, for absolutely free, to get you out of this. And uh, here's Paymon. Check this out. Okay, we're at the Red Pill Expo 2023 and we're with Paymon Motahede. I got it right, right? Yes. Uh, yes. I had to practice. See, and, and Bob just lost $100. <laughs> and uh, Paymon is with the Freedom Law School, which you can find at RestoreFreedoms.org. Restore FreedomLawSchool.org. Freedom, FreedomLawSchool.org. Uh -huh. Both of those. And uh, so, okay, so what's the big thing that you promote here? What do you tell people that they need to do or don't need to do? I'm telling people, folks, I'm an immigrant from Iran. We had no freedoms there. America's land of the free, home of the brave, the greatest country on earth. We're going to get back our freedoms. The hour is late. For over 30 years, I've been teaching Americans, stop paying the income tax to the federal government that you legally do not owe. You've been deceived. Okay, we got to defund the federal government and take part of the money that we don't keep for our families to restore freedom to news platforms like Raytheon that tell the truth to the American people. Freedom lawsuits that need to happen to stop the lawfare they're doing against us, like they're doing against Donald Trump and January 6th uh, demonstrators, and pay for election of true statesmen, like former Congressman Rob Paul, to represent American people's rights and freedoms to have America be a free country once again like America's founding fathers did because this plan is exactly what the founding fathers did way back then. They refused to pay taxes they legally owed to the corrupt king of England until their petitions were answered by the king of England. Today I'm suggesting 
We all petition our Congress members about the law. We're supposed to have taxation with representation. They're supposed to represent us and tell them, look, show me the law. The Army Court of Copy for Tax. If they show you the law, pay it. Never been able to do that with any of my students or supporters. And that's when they stop sending your money to your enemies in Washington, D.C. swamp. Keep it for yourself and family. And you have a portion of that to restore freedom. That's a good plan. It's a good plan. All right, so a couple of things. The first thing is something we talked about earlier. That's the Federal Reserve. Yes. And so I can see people asking the same question I am. Okay, if we're going to do that, they can just go print money. They can they can just go print money. Our money is a lawless money. It's not constitutional money. Constitutional money is gold and silver. That's how all the states are paid to debts. That's right. That's the law. But there's there's something else. You know, I, I have asked a tax guy. He's well known. I've said, where is the law that I have to file 10, 1099? And he goes, oh, it's there. And I said, okay, well, where is it? And he never he never points me to it. So. What am I to think about somebody? Do I do I view that like a publican in the old te- or in the New Testament? You know, he's collecting taxes for Rome, and then he's sticking a little on his side. I mean, that's what the CPAs seem to be to me. Is they're co- they're a tax collector in some sense, and then they're going to get their cut because they're going to charge you to do it. What's going on? Well, yes, you brought up several points to me. Address them one at a time. First, about the issue of printing money. Yes, they can print money out of thin air. That's true. But right step one is to have enough money to get rid of the IRS and not have money to attack the corrupt Federal Reserve money system, the head of the beast. That's step number two. So this is step one to get rid of the bigger beast, the money system, the Federal Reserve banksters, and the fractional reserve banking system that we have, which is based on utter fraud. So, second question you asked was about the the uh, law. The, the law about 1099. Yep. In what they do, they use deception. The tax accountants, TurboTax, CPAs, they're all just like your doctors and hospitals. They'll, they'll deceive you. I'm the expert on medicine and health. Take the jab and all the boosters to not die of corona. And the CPAs, TurboTax and the CPAs to tell you always, no matter what, file the tent for your tax form, put the yoke around your nest, sign that form under oath, give us the power to rape you, and then you need to come to me if something comes up. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Stop putting a rope around your neck. I find the 10 franking tax and draft forms. You can go to our website, freedomlawschool.org, for free. We show every one of you to stop withholding of income tax from your paycheck lawfully and safely while you petition your Congress members for straight answers as they're supposed to give you if you ask them. The third question is about 1099 the deception is why the trade, trade or business that you think you're involved in in income tax laws is only someone that performs the functions of federal public office. Mm, yeah, and some, there was something else that I had seen as well. And tell me whether or not I'm right or wrong, but the income tax was ruled even by the Supreme Court that it doesn't apply to guys to, to people who are just trading time for money. 
Because there's no profit for that. More than that, the Supreme Court ruled that the 16th Amendment of the Constitution that they claim is your authority for income tax did not give Congress any new taxing powers. What mm. they did, they used deception. Yep. They used the term United States, U.S. individual income tax, and you think, oh, I'm a U.S. citizen, and we are. I'm a U.S. citizen, national, and citizen of my state of Florida. Yep. However, for tax purposes, the term United States means only the District of Columbia, with the federal government's sovereign. So the Internal Revenue Code, federal tax laws, are really, for the most part, almost all of them are, District of Columbia taxes. So if they are, if so, so let's get this right. If they are, if they are a public servant, yes. they pay income taxes. Yes. If they, federal, I, federal public federal, service. Federal yeah. Public, yeah. yeah. And my understanding too was, and maybe I'm wrong in this, but my understanding is, if you sell firearms, tobacco, explosives, the ATF stuff. Even no, even no. that, even that applies only. To, to District of Columbia. Okay. You can manufacture guns, and guess what? By federal tax law, in the 50 states, you're free of federal regulations. Estate tax, corporate tax, payroll taxes, income taxes, do not apply to the people of 50 states. But what oil taxes do. You have okay. oil taxes no matter where you are in 50 states and U.S. territories. What about foreigners who come into work? If the common foreigners work in Washington, D.C., they have to pay income tax. Someone from France or Germany is as much foreign to the District of Columbia as someone from California, Texas, or Florida. Okay, great. Because well, America's crazy. 50 countries, the Union, we're all foreign to D.C. The federal income tax is Washington, D.C. income tax. And by the way, we had this conversation. You're you're with me. I mean, you want you want to restore freedom. You believe in decentralization too. And uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'll let you say it. But I, you know, I've I've told people Declaration of Independence. You know, when there's a threat to the people's security and their liberties, what is it the right of the people to do? To alter or and abolish, abolish it. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's not that's not overthrowing them, going up there with weapons. To this, it's to about we don't need you. Anymore. You're cut off. But you see now. The criminals are open about their plan to impose total control yep. and communism on American people. January 6th demonstrators are sending to the gulags of D.C. and they're coming after Trump from all angles because they're open. The DOJ, CIA, FBI, all these crooks in federal government have been for, for decades. Yep. I've talked about it for decades, but folks, the hour is late. We have to defund them and take some of that money, which is billions and billions, and redirect it to the freedom movement because we have the truth. We have the people on our side. The only thing we lack is the money that these international banksters and their corrupt corporations own, right? With the billions they take back, we can totally take our country back. We just got to stop the brainwash they did with us at all. Is God powerful? You can file into your bank account. Whoa. Yeah, one of so the it's a big lie. One of the signs that uh, payment has over here is that it's got the people bowing down before the IRS, and it says, "If you pay the tribute to the beast, you're worshiping yeah, the beast." That's right. And that I I I mean I've said things that are similar to that, but that was very concise. I, I like what you had to say there. And this is a good plan to do that. So if people want to find you and they want to check you out online, because they're if you're not here, 
Tell them where they can do that. Just go to freedomlawschool.org and there's seven steps there to free yourself of virus deception, fear. That's number one. With deception of corona, they got you fear and they control you. Same thing here. You need to re-educate yourself about the IRS tax laws and the power that you got that they made you feel you do not have. Then we can stop the robbery and slavery of you and work together at the same time to restore freedom in all America. The first five of the seven steps are absolutely free at freedomlawschool.org website. The last two steps are only for those who want to be take part and be of this restoration of America, be our modern day founding fathers of America. If you do that, folks, and contribute a portion of the money you get back that belongs to you, you don't give it to DC criminals, you take part of that to restore freedom, folks. We'll be able to back you 100% and protect you from IRS 100%. It is your choice. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to also have payment on the Sons of Liberty radio broadcast, so be sure to look for that in the future. See you. All right, that's the end of that one and the one you've all been waiting for. <laughs> uh, this one is not so much a red pill as it is just, it's a fun pill, okay? Uh, first time, you know, Kate and I have been doing this, the Saturday shows for going on four years. First time meeting uh yeah here, here we go all right this has been a long time coming what three years or so three and a half years three and a half years are we in the fourth year now something like we that we go into the fourth year after christmas okay something like that, that. pagan festival yeah kate shimrani <laughs> we're here at the red pill expo and uh we finally got to meet for for change and kate let me tell you something kate is like a little kid <laughs> she is just everywhere and loving on people, talking to them, and running around like a little kid. And it's great to finally meet you. Really. Yeah, it's even Tim's the reason I'm here, really, because <laughs> he put me on Sons of Liberty when I was the pariah everywhere else and, and lost every job going. And uh, the show, Sons of Liberty, it really did pay my mortgage because it, it also got my word out and got me patience. Uh, which is what I do best avoiding reversing disease. So I have a lot to thank all of you for because it's you listening that keeps Tim going. And uh, and there's those of freebies here. And I'm a Brit. Honestly, <laughs> if I can run around and get freebies, I'm all for that. I'm going to have the T-shirt off Tim's back shortly. <laughs> I'll give you my dirty one I wore over. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you're here. What are you going to be talking about? Specifically, so I uh, thought I would bore everybody senseless with with uh, who I am, naturalness in a toxic world. Although everyone reminds me I'm not natural because I'm like my hair. It's a, so I'm going to be talking about who I am, why I saw the lie that is the convict, um, what's going on in the UK. Uh, you know, the murder of the elderly, the disabled, always in times of of economic downturn, eugenics, they're killing them. And then, um, just so that everyone doesn't go to the nearest closet and hang themselves because they're depressed, um, I'm going to be talking then about, you know, everything you ever needed was already here. The, the Lord put it here especially for us. And and everything is, is about overcoming and finding solutions. And I know about that because my suitcase didn't arrive. Why don't you me. tell people what happened here? Yeah, because <laughs> I still have the pain in my joints. 
So I, I just made it onto the, oh, look, I just did an Illuminati signal. Um, I made it onto the aircraft with minutes to spare. Then my uh, suitcase didn't, didn't get onto the aircraft with me. It apparently flew in an hour later uh, to Chicago, and then they kept me running. I'm talking running. They told me to run from terminal to terminal to get onto different flights as they delayed flights and I wouldn't meet connections. So I ended up in Chicago airport for 10 plus hours, and I was fasting, and, uh, and my suitcase never arrived. So I had nothing, nothing. And so I, because I am a Brit, and when we see sale, we can't help ourselves. Even if we don't need it, we buy it. But anyway, I went to the local uh, Nike store and bought myself a looting outfit. <laughs> because all the looting that I'm seeing on the TV, on all these channels, everybody seems to wear sports gear. So I did arrive dressed as a looter. And uh, uh, very uncomfortable, but you know what? It's a lesson. It's a lesson because I am a dolly bird that wears high heels and dresses, and I almost wear it like a disguise. So it was. It, it made me uncomfortable. And so the, the best, Lord pulled your mask off. Is yeah, that what's going on? and the, you know, the, <laughs> one of the things that affords change is discomfort. We have to feel discomfort. So why was I putting so much emphasis on my nice dresses, although I want my nice dress. You're all going to want to see my nice dress. But um, it's better than that guy's loud shirt. It's a really loud the li dress. living shirt. Uh, that living shirt, it was like a scene from, uh, what was it, Finding, Finding Nemo. In blood. Yeah. It was, yeah. And, and if you didn't find Nemo, I could have hand glided on that guy's moustache. Um, yes, yeah, so, you know, that's the, the saga of my suitcase. But I'm going to really gross everybody out because I am going to be talking about avoiding and reversing disease. In that suitcase was my enema bucket and my coffee enema. The guy the other side of the camera has just like looked over. His, he's just horrified. Because, uh, yep, I do take my coffee without cream and sugar rectally. So it's in the suitcase. And my chlorine dioxide was in the suitcase. But I just also blagged some. Blagged means getting a freebie. Your, your supplements, too. My supplements are all in there. My coffee enema, my dresses, my high shoes. Jewelry, that who needs jewelry? Uh, which are just trinkets. Tim's wife's raw chocolate is in there. I didn't make the juicy free. I was buying Tim a gift uh, because I was legging it all around the airport. Um, so yeah, everything's in that suitcase. My hair dryer, my brushes, and you know what? My makeup bag was in there. But uh, I, I, you would have turned to stone if you'd have seen me without makeup. So I legged it down. The local. Uh, What's it called? Walgreens? Walgreens. I don't know how they're still open. There was only two customers in there. Me and another conspiracy theorist who recognized me. Her name is Brenda. And she took me shopping in her car. She frightened the wits out of me because she was driving really fast. And she took me around all the stores. And I'm ever grateful to Brenda. She took me to the supermarket where I found organic food. I just have to tell you this bit, though. There's a reason why all my flights were constantly delayed. Because every time I sat down and I spoke to someone and I was talking to Tim, somebody overheard and I, as God's my witness, and they came and sat next to me and told me their problems since they had the shop. So I picked up a young girl who's a professional golfer and then a guy who also helped me look for my luggage who had two shots and it has absolutely destroyed his health and put him into a terminal spiral. So I said, no, 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 if, if that means that 
if that's what's happened and it's and it's going to take your life that means the devil's smarter than the lord it's not happening we're always told jesus tells us to turn it around so now i have another customer a client a patient and so i was clearly on all those seats and all those terminals to minister healing amen and what was the other thing that you had happened you, you said i had, i went into a store or something is this the brenda lady and she goes you're her, aren't you? Yeah, she <laughs> yes, recognized me. That she was recognized hilarious. me and then she took me shopping. And you know, she's the fighting. They've been trying to take her license off her for so long. She's at Sherry Tenpenny. She's told me they've taken her license and they've taken her. She can't travel. They've taken her passport, is it? She can't travel now at the moment. So, um, you know what? After that experience in the airport, let me tell you, the only thing I want is a camper van. I don't want to go anywhere. If I, and, and and I'd have probably I'd have probably got here a lot quicker if I was sat on my suitcase. Because that, uh, I I actually believe there were people saying in the airport that they've never seen chaos like that in Chicago airport. I I was in the passport control, and you know how you have a zigzag line because they like to laugh at you. That line went out the hall, down the corridor, round the corner, back up another corridor. I'm not joking, round another corner. And so everyone missed their connecting flights. Agenda 30 right there. They're going to make it so awful for you. You won't want to get on an aircraft. And I have to say, part of me, I do feel it's unnatural to be in a pressurized aluminum till. Like with, a bunch of sardines in a can yeah, is what with, you feel. Yeah, uh, you know, with, with that pressurized cabin. Everybody feels garbage. And, and all around me were, I never ate any of the food. I fasted, I drank water, I put cayenne pepper in it to thin the blood. And then I got the crew all following me on Facebook uh, because I was talking to all the crew about vaccines. So I recruited all the crew on every airline. I even did emergency exits. Um, so, you know, I just minister everywhere I go. But I, I, I have to say, you know, they sold it to me, Agenda 30. I'm getting a camper van. Nice, nice. And when are you speaking? Uh, I'm speaking tomorrow at the Wide Awake Club, quarter to nine. Uh-oh. Lee Merritt's doing the warm-up act before oh. me. And then it's me, but I am on TNT Radio Live at 6 a.m. tomorrow. And I'm doing another show at 5 a.m. But that's no problem because I'm still on UK time. I'm awake at 3 a.m. at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the time I got to 8 o'clock last night, I was literally slurring and I don't even drink. Yeah, I had the same thing with my time frame too, and I'm just an hour behind here. So, Kate, thank you for joining us. Thank and, you so uh, much. And there's just one thing I want to do. You see, in the UK, don't, don't no. We call this a plat. A plat. And now you see, like Tim. Tim has had the natural nurse in a toxic world glamour makeover. Do I, do I need to? Yeah, that's, that's not probably going to look good. All right, we're out of here. Okay, so for the radio audience, she took my beard and did it in a, one of those bright Viking braids or something like that. Anyway, uh, there's the highlights. I'll have, uh, actually, I'll ha I have them all up, sonsoflibertymedia.com. All you got to do is go over there and uh, you slide down and you can find it right here. Highlights from G. Edward Griffin's Red Pill Expo 2023. All the other videos are there. And then tomorrow we're going to be back with you, Lord willing, bringing on Mark Grennan live, not live, but interview from federal prison. Don't miss that. See you.